Thank you for tuning in to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast. If you would like to get to know me on a personal level or tap into my personal life, my personal page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries, would like to do a collaboration, would like to be a part of any segment that I'm currently um, running. The podcast email is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. Shout out to my bestie um, for coming on the show last week and being featured on The Bigger Picture where we discussed the question, um, are you responsible for your partner's mental health? Um, We had a great conversation. The vibe is always there whenever she comes on. Um, I know I didn't get much feedback from my faithful listeners, but there are people who did reach out to Natasha, AKA the Woody Empress, and um, let her know what they thought about the episode. It was all positive feedback, which I appreciated. And as always, I like to have the biggest amount of gratitude for anybody that listens and supports um, this podcast. And again, I think the theme for that episode or the message I just really wanted to convey is that mental health is important for our personal journeys, our individual journeys in life, but also our journeys with our partners. Mental health should also be a priority. As far as segments goes, um... I'm still doing a King's Perspective, and I'm back at it again. And since it has been um, some time since um, a King's Perspective Part 2, I just want to run this back in case you are new here. Um, This segment is an opportunity for me to connect with Black men and tap into their vulnerable moments, giving them a safe place to express some of their feelings, thoughts, and emotions unapologetically. Of course, I am a female. Um, Majority of my guests that do come on the show are females. Majority of the topics that I'm talking about are apparently from a female's perspective. So, you know, this segment is just to really kind of tap into, again, men's emotions. Like, what's going on with them? Do they experience the same things that women do? So, um, of course, this segment is inspired by Mac, the therapist, who is a therapist out of New York City. I'm not sure what um, counseling firm or or that he's associated with. I've, I've been meaning to look that up. But anyways, I heard of him as he was featured on an episode of the So Shameless podcast, which features the three hosts, Tahoe, Deja, and Trom. And I began to follow this therapist um, on Instagram. And he made a post which said that he had a list of 13 things he wanted to encourage black men to do more. And so, um, with this segment, I take those 13 things and I come up with my own host of questions. So, um, support me as always, as I navigate through yet another segment that I want to be successful, want it to be ongoing. This will be the third male that I do interview and I'm going to just let this music rock out a little bit and then we will have him join us.
Love yours. Love yours. No such thing. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing. No such thing. Heart beating fast, let a nigga know that he alive. Fake niggas, mad snakes, snakes in the grass, let a nigga know that he arrived. Don't be sleeping on your level, cause it's beauty in the struggle, nigga. It's beauty in the struggle, nigga. Yeah. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and know sometimes we had less. Compared to some of my niggas down the block, man, we were blessed. And life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time. But I'd be goddamn if a nigga don't be trying. So tell me, mama, please, why you be drinking all the time? Cause all the pain he brought you still. So, um, I have yet another gentleman who has agreed to be a part of this uh, segment, um, A King's Perspective. And um, take this time to tell the audience um, your name and a little bit about yourself, if you're willing to share something. Um, I really don't know what to say. My name is Metro. Um, as far as a little bit about myself, um, IT Tech. Um, Love my job, love what I do. Uh, in a relationship with a very beautiful and intelligent. Uh, that's pretty much all that is about me. Uh, I can say at this time, uh, I'm just in a happy place with my life. Ooh, I, oh, I don't think I, out of the two gentlemen that I have, aside from you being part of this, they didn't come out the gate saying that. He loved his job. He loved his woman. And he is happy about where he is in his life. Okay. Well, um, I already sent you um, the list of the 13 things that um, Mac, the therapist, is encouraging black men to do more. So let's just dive right in to this interview. Um, are you familiar with, like, setting boundaries? Because sometimes, I, you know, when you ask people that, everybody has, like, a definition. But I think what Mac, the therapist, is saying is just, you know... Um, making it clear to people, you know, about where they stand with you in your life. And would you say, um, Mitchell, that you are good at setting boundaries in your life, like making it clear about how people should show up, how they're supposed to behave, et cetera, et cetera? Realistically, I can say that that has been something that I'm, I'm developing. Um, I used to be one of those people who, uh, when somebody needed something, I'm, I'm up to, I'm quick to just do whatever I have to do to make sure that the, whatever it is, is taken care of. Um, I always lend myself out kind of to my own detriment because that's just, that's just how I was as a person. Um, it wasn't until later on, it, it actually until much recently that I started realizing, okay, I have to kind of put people in boxes, put situations in boxes and kind of dealing with those situations as they come along and making sure those lines don't cross, um, pretty much for my own sanity, just so I can yeah. have my own stuff. Like, uh, my own happiness really mattered as far as setting those boundaries, and I wasn't going to be able to have my own happiness if I was constantly at the back and call. Okay. 
So are you kind of already answered what my next question was going to be is at what point did you realize that setting boundaries was important and you just expressed it, you know, you started to realize how it affected you personally um, when you didn't have boundaries and now you see what the benefits are of setting boundaries. Okay. Absolutely. So um, feelings, 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 you know that they say that the female species is always the more emotional one um, between the two, you know, versus versus gentlemen. So do you feel comfortable expressing your feelings and your needs? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But that wasn't natural. That took time. Mm. Okay. It took, time. it took me to be in relationships that weren't healthy for me, um, for me to start realizing, okay, the, my perspective, the things that I want, the things that I need matter as well. Mm. And all I can get there is if I'm vocal about those things. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it was a lot of a lot of manhood in general is just taking time to develop to figure out the kind of man that you want to be going forward. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, just stepping into the type of man that I really want to be for myself. Okay. Now you said that you are comfortable expressing your feelings and needs. Do you think that you're more expressive in certain situations as opposed to others? Because I know with men, like, okay, that, us, us women, we're just going to put it all out there, kind of whatever we're feeling. And I know, especially within the black community, you know, a lot of, um, you know, young black boys are often told, you know, that they're in their feelings that they're not supposed to be. You know, and I don't know if you grew up with parent with a parenting style similar to that. So I know sometimes that creates, you know, you having to kind of gauge when you can be in your feelings. So do you feel like you have those moments where you're like, okay, maybe this isn't a good time to express how I feel because someone could view my manhood as as lacking of of some sort. Do do you ever end up in a situation like that? For the most part, I I try to stay as controlled as I can be um, with my emotions, mm. especially around um, certain groups. Okay. Um, because they do tend to uh, pick out. Okay, you're a little you're a little touchy feely with your emotions right now. That's kind of so. It, it really depends. Um, when it comes to my relationships, if it's going to benefit um, us going forward, then I'm vocal about. Um, there are often times where I don't, the only time I can say I really don't like say how I'm feeling is if it's in a place where the, the first thing I'm feeling is frustration. Um, it's okay. Not, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm always in a place where I'm open to talk about those things, but of course it's, it depends on the setting and who I'm. I'm not gonna okay. get up watching a football game and just start breaking out about emotions. Like, that's <laughs> so let's just take, um, let's just say, okay, your romantic relationship to what's your lady. What ways do you express like your wants and your needs or your feelings? Is it always um, verbally or do you feel like you kind of have like nonverbal cues where she can pick up and kind of know and gauge what your emotion is. 
different for different people. Um, gotcha. For me, I am definitely a touchy-feely, uh, like physical touch for um, like that to get that emotional connection with the person that I'm with. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of like that. That's what works for me, and that's okay. how I really. Um, for me, as far as showing emotion, it's so I show up the way that I can, as far as being as helpful as I can, as far as doing the things that you would appreciate that you don't necessarily have to ask for. Gotcha. That kind of how I show up and, and how I show my emotions and show that I care. It's about being there on a day to day doing the little things that make you happy. Okay. All right. Next is, um, do you think you do a good job when it comes to recognizing your emotions? Because I think that um, we all can experience all types of things, but we're not always aware of whatever emotion we're expressing, how it could translate to someone else. So like, I guess I can give an example because from a female perspective, um, the moment that you want to stand up for yourself as a black woman, let's just say in corporate America, and we show emotion, it's like always kind of connected with aggression and anger. It can't just be how you just said, you get frustrated with something, so you're going to express it. So that they'll never use that word. Well, I won't say never, but rarely ever use that word to describe like a black woman who's being passionate about whatever it is she's trying to stand up or, or speak upon. Yeah, it always turns into like anger or aggression. So that's how I'm able to kind of, I guess, recognize like, okay, am I, I have to stop and think, am I really coming across that way? So I guess for you, from a man's perspective, do you end up in situations like that where you're just like, wait, okay, I got to kind of analyze this particular emotion because it could come across as X, Y, or Z? Um, absolutely. Um, of course, as a black man, you don't, it's, it's slightly different. Okay. And it's with a black woman. You know, of course, I always got to be aware of me showing any type of anger or anything like that or any type of frustration because of being in corporate America, they're always going to perceive it as, okay, I'm going to hurt somebody. Ah, uh, correct. Hey, okay. Um, this person's up. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's always a threat factor that comes with being black. Just period. Mm. Right? This so, is true. <laughs> so... Of course, um, I'm always aware of the way that I come off and the way I'm perceived all the time. Oh, um, okay. Also, understanding that, like, when I step out, just in general, um, I'm always going to be a re representation of my people, and it's mm. a it's it's an honor and a bit of a um, curse. At it's a gift and a curse at the same. Gotcha. You know, I'm never going to be individualized the same way a white person would be individualized as far as just just in corporate America but even in just in smaller situations yeah to get to that point where I'm understanding a perspective outside of myself usually comes with just being humble enough to understand that like I'm not the only person you know okay what would you say is your strongest emotion 
strongest emotion. Okay. And what's your weakest emotion? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so literally, okay. You were the third gentleman to basically say their strongest and their weakest was, was one and the same. I'm the same way. I feel my strongest is anger and it's also my weakness. Yeah, my weakest emotion as well. So yeah. So I guess we're where we can both both sexes can can relate relate to that. And um I guess what would you say that that pride shows up where it it causes like turbulence for you when pride shows up well, definitely the first place i can say it would be uh in, in a relationship setting gotcha i do I it's the same for like, women too I, I well for me as a woman i would have to agree with you on that too yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I i do get to a place where um i feel like proving a point matters more than everything else mm. and becomes the uh, primary objective. <laughs> is I'm going to prove my point at whatever the cost is. And that often leads to friction. So, Definitely. Yeah. So for me, it's a learning curve because I do naturally have this thing about I'm going, I, I, I like to make people see things from my perspective all the time. And <laughs> There's not always a place for that in the relationship. Gotcha. Okay, well, at least you're accountable. Um, so um, the fifth section or the fifth thing that Mac, the therapist, said he wanted to encourage um, black men to do more was to um, celebrate themselves. Um, so I think we all have, you know, our own definition of success. There isn't a one-size-fits-all to success. So this far, like in your journey in life, do you mind sharing some of your successes or times that you felt like, hey, you know, this is a win for me? Um, I don't know. Um, I could, because I, I'm always looking at the next place I have to be, mm. it's kind of hard for me to look at where I'm at now and be like, all right, this is a moment up. And this and this is exactly what he wants to encourage you guys to 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 stop doing because whatever it is like it could be something as simple as you learned to communicate better with your parents that's a win it shows that you've grown um maybe you got a raise within the past two years and he just feels that you guys need to celebrate yourselves more and i think where he's coming from is, you know, you just kind of mentioned it. You didn't say, use the, the words that I'm using, but you kind of said it indirectly, you know, that you can be viewed as a threat as a black man in America. So with that being said, he wants you to take every opportunity that you do have to celebrate yourself and all the good that you're doing, that you are not this threat or anything negative that is associated, you know, with black men. So yeah, you know, Niche, you better celebrate your wins no matter how, how small they are because Matt the therapist says so. And I agree. I even think for, for women, we have to commend ourselves. You know, I think so many people think, oh, maybe because I don't have like a t-shirt line or maybe I didn't get a master's or things like that. Or maybe I, I'm 
reached this age and I still haven't gotten married. I haven't got kids. These are things that I hear women talk about and they'll down themselves, but they never kind of focus on what they have accomplished, no matter how small it is. Um, six is he wants uh, black men to um, say, I love you more. So how often do you say, I love you to those that you love? All the time. All okay, the time. good to hear. Uh, my significant other right now is probably tired of him as much as I say. <laughs> uh, as I can, probably upwards towards 20 times a day easily. It's, it's, oh, that's so sweet. Time to get here, so I'm celebrating every moment of where I'm at. Um, and who I'm with. So it is a priority for you to let your woman know. So, okay, so now with family members, you tell them that you love them? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if only the audience or the listeners could see his face. It was like, a, say what now? <laughs> I never had the issue with saying I love you to my family. I can easily say it. I don't say it as often, especially these days, um, due to like personal things. But understood, um, no problem. Yeah, I, I never had an issue, or even have an issue with with saying that, no matter what the situation. Is. Okay, this is me adding my little spice on it. So, for as a woman, I'm just realizing what you're saying about how if you are in a certain space with with loved ones, such as your family, which you just mentioned, if you're in a certain space with them, you just can't allow yourself to say, I love you. Now, for me as a female, I say I love you to my best friend. I say I love you to my children, my family, you know, grandma, parents, or whatever. But when I'm in a relationship and I am mad, I cannot, like, I don't know what that's about. And I do know that the next time that I do enter a relationship, I do got to change that. Do you have any any words of advice you can give me? Because it seems like you would be complete opposite. Even if you are at odds with your, your lady, you're still going to say, I love you. Yeah, so what, what brings you to be that big of a person to still do it even if she pisses you off? Can you tell me? For me, it's... What makes it easy is that the connection that I have with mm. that person. Okay. Um, with who I'm with now, um, our our connection was it was it was strong and it was like it was metaphysical from the start. Mm. So um, it was easy. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Because people don't ever say that. And think about it. Everyone's always associating loving somebody as being hard. And I just love how you just basically say it's easy for you two to love each other. See, we have to do a whole nother episode. I'm going to get totally off topic here now. Let me not. But oh my gosh, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I, I love that. I love that. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely fine. Um, like I said, yeah, the, my connection was... Was, was metaphysical. It was easy from the start. It just flowed. Um, so when it comes.
comes down to the parts where and to the places where we're not in agreement with one another or we're not completely gelling with one another, this is still like the love of my life in a sense. So actually not even in a sense, just complete like this is this is the person that no matter what, this is the person I wanna wake up to. Mm. This is the person I wanna be holding my hand on my bedside the day that I die. Mm. Like so there is never an issue with me saying that I love you to this person. That's like, that's that's my heart in a sense, you know. So gotcha. It's it's never been a problem for me. Well, thank you for that the level of vulnerability that you get because this is a safe place on on this segment that I'm running. Um, next um is about protecting black women. Um, what do you think as a black man you can do to protect fellow black women? And I don't mean like, okay, someone trying to steal a purse and you got to punch somebody in the side of the head. More so like when these topics come around, like, for instance, like I think when Monique, you know, the comedian, I don't know if you saw the controversy around the bonnets and, you know, she kind of people felt she tore down ladies, some of the women, black women that, you don't know what they're going through. Some of them are just, maybe they're just not there mentally. So they just go out with the bonnet to drop their kids off to school or whatever. You don't know their stories. So how there were like black men who came to the rescue and put on bonnets and stuff like that. So how do you feel about stuff like that? Like even just a small gesture like that to like show that you're not trying to be against black women and you are for them. I feel like the greatest contribution that I can make towards protecting any black woman is to to be with one and mm. to love one and to be the best version of myself for one. Um, I can't say, hey, protect black women and not have that representation be next to me or be in that representation all the time. Um, so you will not live in hypocrisy is what you're saying. No. Nah, <laughs> right. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's the greatest way that you can really protect a black woman in, 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 is to love one. Is, is to value a black woman and to see and, and to just be in a relationship and, and to give yourself. Um, that's that to me, that's the best way to do it. Anything outside of that just is, is not enough. Okay. Well, I like um, what you, you definitely offered um, a different perspective compared to the other two um, males that I've, that I've had to do this segment. I'm going to do this a little bit out of sequence do it different this time because you just mentioned something about forgiving yourself. And that is one of the things that he's encouraging. This was actually um, the uh, 12th uh, thing, I believe. Um, he wants black men to forgive themselves more. So have you forgiven yourself for your past mistakes? kind of have been my greatest lessons. Mm. Um, that's, that's just usually how it happens. In order to get to that place of really growing, you have to have enough humility to be like, I'm flawed. Mm. You, know, you have to see that there is a mistake 
you've done things in the way that you thought about things in the way that you acted on things um and you have to really have that humbling situation and from there be able to um assess and grow from it so yeah as far as forgiving myself i i had to um if i continue to punish myself i would be able to grow i would never have myself ready for any opportunities going forward so um yeah forgiveness is always that 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 key thing but first humbling yourself and understanding that there is a flaw or that there's something that you need to work on in the beginning is the first step you have yeah. to understand something too that is an action that needs to be forgiven as opposed to just straight into forgiveness okay now i added um like two additional questions to this this even though you said once you guys said forgive yourself more you know for your indiscretions so in relation to to the topic of of indiscretions do you struggle with admitting when you're wrong oh that's a trick question <laughs> <laughs> scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how accountable do you think you are as a man? <laughs> That's the facial expression for me. Like, why are you trying to put me on the spot? No, because it, it, it's, it's, it's a thing. I try to give myself a realistic number instead of some people would say like, oh, ten or nine or like, you know, okay. like it's, it's, so I'm sitting here really thinking. I would say, honestly, like, more out of, I'll say like a, a solid eight. A solid eight. Okay. Now that right there, that's accountable. You know that, right? That answer. Yeah. Because you're acknowledging where you may have some areas that that you need you need to work on. And again, I like that we're having this conversation because I'm not going to lie. I am one of the few women that'll be saying that men are not accountable enough or whatever. So it feels really good to hear you you say that. You are being accountable, essentially, by giving yourself the rating of, of an eight. Um, Thank you. Yes. So, um, next area that um, Mac, the therapist, is encouraging you to do more is for you to stand up for yourself. Do you stand up for yourself when you need to? always depends on situations for me um so sometimes I never really, I never really had a problem de uh, de defending myself standing up for myself in 
situations in which I do feel as though I'm being disrespected or a situation okay. feel like um, somebody's coming at me in the wrong way. Um, but drawing that, this actually goes back to that boundaries thing because drawing that line with, with family was always a bit different. Drawing that line with friends was always a bit different. Gotcha. Um, so that has been me needing to take time to kind of understand, okay, with these lines that I'm drawing for these people, the level of whatever I'm feeling has to be put there as well. And they need everybody needs to understand that the question is lines. So, um, yeah, as far as defending myself, it's always been in a, uh, it always depended on the situation. And I can say that I'm finally at that place all around whole, whole, mm. holistically. Um, where I um, I, where I can say yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, that's awesome. Um, when was the last time you've done something outside of your comfort zone? Meaning, know. like maybe you I went hiking know. or something like that. I yeah, think what he's what I think what he's trying to get at is that. He sees that there are a lot of black men who are inexperienced. And he feels that a lot of black men equate their life's experiences kind of relative to like their trauma or things that they've been through. But sometimes he feels like they haven't experienced the world in in different aspects. You know, like there's people and there's even people that I know. And of course, you are a, a Massachusetts native, just like me. Yeah. So there's people here that ain't even been to Connecticut and New York, and they're literally right down the street. And sometimes, and yeah. no, I have I've come across men. I'm telling you that yeah, it's been like yeah, I've never been in New York before, and I'm just like, there's a whole world outside. Like, what would make you not want to see it? So I guess whatever that is that prevents black men from wanting to explore and discover this whole world that's at their fingertips. He even feels like they, you shouldn't even use money as an excuse. Like black men need to, yeah, do things that are outside of the comfort zone, whatever's holding you back or whatever you're, you're fearful of, you got to dive into that. So yeah. When was the last time you've done something that was outside of your comfort zone? Oh, like I said, the, the most immediate one I could think of is like I literally just moved a thousand way, ten thousand miles away from the only home that I've known for the last thirty years. So wow, okay. <laughs> so um, how does how does that make you feel? That you you relocated. That's a big step. It's outside of your comfort zone. So how does it make you feel? You know what? It's 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 it. At first, it was surreal. It was I wasn't used to the environment. I wasn't used to um, just navigating. Of course, being from Boston, you know, I know where everything is. Everything's a walking distance. Right. Um, wherever I needed to go, I could just get there. Um, I, you know, just knowing the city and then moving out here, where I have to use a GPS just to get to the the closest grocery store. Like, um, so there's always been that. There's that. Always, but at the same time of it being new, it's it's refreshing because this is something that I'm doing, you know, with my family. And this is something I'm doing on my own. This is a, a start for me to grow. 
Mm. And I'm kind of laying the roots down for that. Okay. So, um, it's, 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 it's been great, honestly, so far. As far as everything else is concerned, the way I look at a new experience is this is the only life that's guaranteed. Mm. This is it. I've been blessed to not have like allergies to certain foods. I've been blessed to not have some issues that inhibit me from being able to do the things I want to do. So I'm going to do as much as I can because there's no do-over for this. The way Mm. I look at it. So, what would be something else you're willing to do that would be outside your comfort zone? Now, me, I'm afraid of heights. And I dated someone who had no idea that I was. I mean, this was years ago. And when I was in Vegas for my birthday, they took me on a helicopter ride. Horrible surprise. Beautiful surprise. Because to just put that into, and it's expensive in Vegas especially. So to know that you did all of that, but then you weren't aware that I was afraid of heights. So the whole time, I kept my eyes closed. Um, I, I just could not just enjoy the moment because I was so petrified to look down. So I personally want to go back to Vegas again. And I want to get on that helicopter again. And I want to keep my eyes open so I can maybe get out of this afraid of heights thing. I don't know what it is. So, yeah. Do you have something like similar to that that you're like, okay, I'm going to conquer this fear and and get out of my comfort zone? Um, I honestly can't say that anything that I'm afraid of, I have this habit of doing Oh, check you out. Why aren't you the brave soul? Okay. Um, yeah, it's something about me, something out there that I can't do or that I feel that's holding me back that makes me want to just do it because it, it starts to feel like it's an inevitability that mm. I'm going into it again. Um, and that's, that's where a lot of just my mentality comes from as far as trying new things. It's like, all right, I'm here. Let me just do it. Um, I have no expectations of what could go wrong or what may or may not happen. I just kind of blink slated and just go at it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I can say that I have, of course, I have a huge fair heights as well. Um, <laughs> like, but you would have you kept your eyes open on that helicopter ride is what you're saying? I can only imagine the views that you can see from that from that high up and what yeah you know um that to me, i tried to like peek a little bit through like my fingers to see like, like uh, let me open but i i i couldn't do it for long maybe like a few seconds yeah yeah so um mac the therapist also feels that black men should you know um do more like self-improvement and there's room for all of us to improve and i guess list three things that you're currently doing towards as for self-improvement or things that you would like to work towards improving of course the easy one is correct another easy one would be my way it is okay uh, 
trying to be the best version of myself, and I know that's really cliche, um, but trying to just become the better version of myself that I can kind of see myself as, visualizing what that person is. And it, mm. it, so I'm always in a place that I'm trying to do or trying to see what's next for me, which is why earlier when you were saying, hey, you know, do you celebrate yourself? It's like, I don't necessarily do it because I'm always looking at the next step. Um, and that's that's my default setting is what's next. So okay. um, right now it's definitely career. Um, I want to take that next leap. Um, as far as responsibility, as far as pay, as far as uh, just just getting into another uh, tax bracket, really. Okay. <laughs> that's 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 the primary thing, and of course, as I'm getting older, health is extremely important. Um, so I'm working on that as well. Um, the other things is pretty much I want to keep my relationship strong. I want to keep my family strong. I want to keep what I'm working on here strong and what I'm building. Um, so as long as I have those goals in mind long term, that's what I'm working towards. Okay. Sounds like you 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 you're the man with the plan. Okay. Um he um also encourages um wants to encourage black men to to seek out therapy um um more. And what are your feelings about um, mental health and, and therapy, because I know in the black community, there's a huge stigma around it. I do know that I hear a lot of times, a lot of black women saying that they go to therapy. I'm actively, I will presently in therapy myself. So I know black men, you mentioned that it's kind of like crickets. So for you, what is your take on, yeah, mental health and going to therapy? Um, the first part is admitting that you may um, need therapy and things like that. Gotcha. that it's, yeah, that's the first part. For me personally, I never, I've always dealt with my issues on my own. And I've gotcha. always been the type of person to be cool and calm and collected and analytical through everything. Okay. So I've never necessarily thought that I needed it. Um, but dealing with the relationship that I'm in now, she goes, listen, you need therapy. And I'm well, I don't feel like I need therapy. And she goes, yeah, but you got some issues you need to work out. And, you know, we're doing our thing together. It's making me realize, or even just more of the things that I've been experiencing, even after the fact, making me realize, okay, well, there may be a place where I need to work on certain things. Gotcha. Um, but as far as it's concerned, I've never knocked anybody for needing it or for feeling like they need it. Um, I definitely encourage everybody to to be as mentally strong as they can be. That's the only thing that, that stays with you um, as you age. You know, your mental health is not thing that's going to last the longest. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've, I've never, I, I, I never believed in any stigma around it. I feel like if you feel like you Have you ever had any, like, a, 
a family member or maybe just one of your homeboys ever talk about therapy or say that they were going to go? Yeah, I, I, I Oh, good. Okay. Friend, um, yeah, he went to, uh, he's, he, when I was in high school, he was going to therapy, so. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> to me, I had that same reaction. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Um, you feel like you need it, man. Of course. Do what you got to do for yourself. I've always been supportive of anything that somebody needs um, in order to improve themselves. Um, but, yeah, he was, he was, he was on it. Okay. Um, that I could think of. Wow. Um, yeah. And did he only share that with you, or was he just open about it in general? Um, we won't really tell you. It was just uh, me and two of my other friends. Gotcha. And, uh, so we were wow, that was so many years ago. I mean, I'm not calling you old. I'm sorry the way that came out. Yo, 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 that came out like, like, remember, remember the clip going around with Kevin Hart and the actor? He said how old he was and he's like, damn, yeah, that's, this was a moment like that. I am so sorry. And I'm the one that's older than you. I'm so glad you, you did not take offense. Oh man, that was that was funny. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think I've had um, with the other the other two gentlemen. I don't think I had a laugh like that. So this is great. That makes this episode unique for that purpose. So the final thing um, that Mac the therapist wants to encourage black men to do more is to live as their authentic self. And in this moment, meaning right now, August of twenty twenty one. During the pandemic, Delta variant, all that, are you living your authentic self? Yeah, I can easily say that. Um, awesome. I, I have to. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no way for me to achieve the level of happiness that I'm that I'm experiencing if I'm not being a hundred, if I'm not being a hundred percent committed, if I'm not being a hundred percent authentic to who I am. I can't be real for anybody else if I'm not real for myself. So, um, absolutely. Okay, so you're happy, staying true to yourself, and living your best life. Absolutely, yeah. I'm definitely living my best life. It took a long time to get here. I'm enjoying Well, um, that pretty much sums, sums it up. I've didn't want to add, I know it makes for kind of a short episode because it's only literally those things, but I think even with just having only a small amount of questions, I just feel like there are so many hidden gems in this topic, you know, for my female audience to to really listen and get, you know, to know that there's always these gender wars going on on social media all the time that try to pin us against each other. You see it all the time. Why do men do this? Why do women do that? Or which 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 um, gender does this more and this, that, and the other? But we really are alike in, in more ways than what we would like to admit. I mean, that's because we're human, um, essentially. So I thank you so very much, Mitchell, for... Um, helping keep this segment going because it was on pause for a while for me trying to get people you know 
since they opened the world back up, you know, don't nobody want to take time, you know, to come and do, to come and hop on my show with me for just, just a quick hour or whatever. So I really appreciate you um, doing, yeah, agreeing to do it and basically going, going hard as you, as you did do it, you know, being vulnerable, admitting all of those things. And um, even though you claim you don't celebrate yourself, you did celebrate yourself throughout this episode, I would also like to add. Um, just the way in which you complimented yourself and spoke highly of yourself. Um, that's a win. That's a win for you to be in that space to be able to um, say those things about yourself. Because you feeling good about yourself, I think it it's, it's means that your, your cups runneth over, which means that you can pour into somebody else like that beautiful queen of yours. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I commend you, brother. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. And maybe I could have you come back to talk about something else. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not letting nobody plug you in. They can't find you on social media. And you know why. We're not going to do that. But, yes, um, thanks again. Um, hopefully we get some great feedback about this. And um, until next time, we're out.